to Malkia Talks, a Wheel of Time Theory podcast. Today I am recording from a dark field in Wales. And that's how committed I am to the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's it, it's what I'm doing. Visiting family and uh, required filming in a car in a field in Wales. Last night, everything froze. I'm pleased to say nothing throws this evening, which is fun. Uh, I have a couple of fabulous guests here with me tonight. Please welcome Morgan from Podcast of the Dragon and Seth from What Spoilers. How are we doing, folks? Hello. Hi. Doing great. See, whereas you might be freezing, but the weather here is uh, 70s and sunny. <laughs> I... Actually, it says it's 84 out. Oh, wow. It's uncomfortably warm. That's uncomfortably nice. warm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's hot, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel like I got a tan today. It was, the sun was There wasn't a cloud in the sky. The sun was out. Um, I was cutting down an immense amount of brambles. Uh, my arms do not appreciate me. Uh, but, you know, I, so it's 1 a.m. I don't expect it to be 85 degrees out. Um, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're trying to get in the mood to talk about oak gear by getting out in the garden and just doing some real hard gardening work? <laughs> yes, I was doing uh, yeah. horrible guardian guard, guardian gardening work words guardian work would make you an ashaman (laughs) that would yes gardening work uh by attacking horrible brambles uh that were clearly grown by ogier from the blight i must say so (laughs) and that's a nice segue because that's what we're talking about tonight so you know it's it's going to be fun have have a bit of a giggle uh but before we dive into that uh seth and morgan why don't you tell the lovely listeners a little bit about yourselves i don't know who wants to go first but uh, tell them who you are and what you do I'll start. Supposed to, like uh, paper, rock, scissors, this or <laughs> yeah, go right, for it. it. We can teach other. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> okay, wait, we both did scissors. <laughs> One, two, three, shoot. Wait, wait. Okay, you go uh, first. You... <laughs> <laughs> paper these wrong, isn't it? Were you paper? No, I was scissors again. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. too lazy to change. <laughs> uh, this is how we make decisions on the podcast. <laughs> um I do Watt Spoilers, uh, which is a podcast that's been around for a while. We go chapter by chapter, obviously with spoilers through the Wheel of Time series. It's very analytical, um, and I get a theme, feeling that's the theme you're going for on today's podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, because if, if uh, anything, I'd say uh, Morgan has a much more analytical podcast than I do. Oh, is it so, my yeah. turn now? No, I okay. segued right to you. <laughs> okay. What a segue. So I, love I do, I do a podcast of the dragon. Uh, which is an empathy-driven podcast with a topical literary analysis bent. So, yeah, hardcore nerding, and um, I am sort of going along with the story to take um, inspiration, and so I'm in the middle of The Dragon Reborn right now, um, doing different topics about different topics. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's what I do. And, uh, yeah, hardcore nerdery, and, yeah, sp- full spoilers, and lots of fun. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's great to have you both here. Uh, I, I love talking to both of you, and I think this is going to be hilarious. Uh, how did Seth? How did we even come up with Blight Oak Gear? What? How was that was mentioned somewhere? And was this during the last live recording that I did? Yes. Uh, yeah. With... You, you. I believe the topic came up. Uh, we were talking about the longing. Yes, that was it. And someone said, you know. And that combined with the dragon is one with the land, the land is one with the dragon, the blight is, to me, represents the wound in the side, you know, there's a whole, a whole slate of other things we're talking about there. I'm not sure exactly which topics we covered on. The idea that, that Ogier with the longing may have, instead of 
linking back to a steading may have instead reattached to the blight and taken sustenance from there. I think was sort of the, the hypothetical we walked down and yeah. what would that do and what would that cause and, and would it cause evil corrupted ogier. And then I think at some point later we link that like it is a tall shot. Tall Ogier also linked to a tall Shadar Haran, a tall Fade. Is somehow yeah. can we make that connection? So I, th- I think that was the the basic framework that we came up with, and then it expanded a little bit from there. It, it has indeed. Like Morgan, you threw in some amazing questions. Uh, I'm trying to get the notes to appear. My laptop is probably older than I am at this stage, at least in how it works. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's not actually that old, but yeah, the notes just will not appear um, for me. But uh, I remember seeing some incredible questions. Um, what was let what, me okay. put them in the? I'm going to try and dump the text into Skype oh, messages. There we go. You can see those. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's on the Zoom chat. Oh, perfect. Not Skype, Zoom, right? Same, same. Yeah, thing. That should be all of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. So, like, my initial thoughts were, you know, the setting that consumes get consumed by the blight also had Ogier inside when they sort of got corrupted and just take it over. Um, and then I was like... Right, right. Yeah, does this then link into Shadow Haran sort of thing? Um, and also, how did the Ogier... Oh, sorry, how did Dark Friends learn how to um, use all the, the way gates in the ways to get to the two rivers? I mean, trial and error kind of works, but that doesn't fit for today. So I was like, well, clearly Ogier taught them how to use it. So Inside information. Yeah, that was my initial thought. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I've always wondered that, like, because they found Trolloc runes on the some of the wayposts, so you figure that, you know, they graffitied the wayposts to be like, you know, this is the way that you go, but somebody had to tell them how. Yeah, exactly. Right, where did Leandrin's book come from, right? Like, I mean, someone had I to write said, all those down. I said I know how to make them out, because, like, Moraine knew how to read some of them, um, some of the Ogier writing on the guidings um but so i don't know if, like a black object could have given the information um to shadow spawn but well i'm yeah, gonna say for know. the purposes of this argument there's no way they could have figured out enough of those routes and that they had to have another source of information and that's that had fair. to have been a corrupted ogier absolutely okay that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't come to play devil's advocate <laughs> No, this this is this is the, the the bullshit version of the podcast where we we talk crazy things. Um, okay, so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming we have Ogier from the blights, like what do they serve a purpose in the blight now they've been taken over, or what, what do we think? Well, how do you think the blight keeps expanding? Right, like corrupted Ogier tree singing. They go to the edge of the blight. Right, they go to those places where the trollocs have cleared out. The Dreadlords take in their phalanx of evil Trollocs, corrupted by the Blight, and they do tree singing, and that expands the Blight into that area. And that's how it keeps growing year after year after year after year. I mean, that's a fair point. How, you know, how do you know? Oh, my lights have completely disappeared. <laughs> if you can't see me, it's because I'm genuinely in the dark car, ladies and gents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Are we going to call that seed singing still, or are we going to call that um, blight singing or something? I don't know. I like the idea of blight singing. Blight singing? Blight propagation? Blight I mean, propagation, ooh. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We have, what do we know we need for seed singing? Ogier, mm-hmm. Aiel, and, you know, it doesn't help to have a green man, but uh, 
there's none of those available. But, no. but right, but they do have corrupted Aiel. They do, and they they can also channel. So there's a bit of power in there as well. There's a bit of power uh, in there. I, uh, so, I mean, they're, they're not going to sit there. For, I mean, they've been going to the blight for, you know, that's kind of been their way. Full stop, isn't it? To send male Aiel to the blight. So for probably hundreds of years, they've been sat around. Well, what else do we do? Um, to you know, do we just kill each other and practice with the power, or do we actually do something and expand the blight? That kind of makes sense. Okay, so the Green Man's Place was the place that kind of kept the blight out, almost like in a steading fashion. So if there isn't, you know, like blight ogres and blight steady, would they, if they were in an, like oppositional in that way, would they be like twice as blighted or something? Would they be even nastier if regular steadings are able to be even less affected by the shadow. Ooh, I like that question. I, yeah, I think they're going to be like little cesspits of like extra blighted stuff. Just that because I mean, a blight ogier, if you think about it, is is going to be like the opposite of a regular ogier. So it makes sense for their setting to be the opposite of a regular setting. I don't know. What do you think, Seth? Um, my, I go to clams. Um, clams filter out all the gunk in the river and so they concentrate down a lot of the toxins that you find because they do have that purification and so i can see a corrupted steading in the blight would just purify and distill down that evilness repeatedly until that steading was just like a pure source of malignant energy so yeah so, yeah i like that idea yeah, yeah. and that's what that's what causes them to continue to corrupt and continue to corrupt and continue to corrupt and that's Maybe that's where I see the fades coming into this, okay? Okay. <clears throat> that over time, that purification, that distilled evil bathed the Ogier in it, and they faded from the pattern, and they lost their eyes. Oh. Whoa. Okay, so instead of, like, Ooh. instead of Agonor kind of just making them by accident, we've got them being made by a, a process of distillation insteading instead. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so this is utterly trivial, but do Blight Ogier have eyebrows? Like, what's up with their eyebrows? Oh, because, damn! You know, like, like, you know, regular Ogier, their eyebrows are like their pride and joy, so are they like, ooh, are they slick like villain mustaches or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I like they, that. Like, curl their ear tufts to look like, you know, mwahaha? That's what Master of the Deck says, curled eyebrows. Yep. Or are we going more like zombified, like like patchy and like mostly gone with just like one or two like scraggly hairs <laughs> sticking out of nowhere? You that know, these I... the blight ogier, you can see them and like they've got holes in their jaws, so you can see like holes in their cheeks, so you can ski see the like teeth through the jaw, like oh, hardcore. You know, attack on Titan style uh, okay. visualizations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. First, I was thinking just like you know, scraggly, nasty, and then I was like, oh, what if they were all waxed and curled, like waxed and curled, like Jellerific says, like perfect villain mustaches. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little. Um, yeah, I mean, we we could have both. We could we could have like creepy, patchy holes in the face type situation, but also very tainty, oiled okay. eyebrows and mm. tufts to the ears and things like that. 
So the blight ogre that are more related to Myrtle are going to have like the waxed and curled and fancy tufts and eyebrows. And then the ones that are more like Trolloc related are going to have like the scraggly looking nasty <laughs> eyebrows. So nice. there's going to, yeah. Are, are we getting like, like subspecies of ogre now? Like, or blight ogre? That is, like, there's that, that's what I'm thinking, right? We have subspecies of blight Trollocs, if that's what you, what you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. You have, if you want to go back, separate the Trollocs from the Ogier, or sorry, separate the Murdral from the Ogier, um, and, and go back to say we have Murdral, which are throwbacks of human stock, would we not then have throwbacks of Ogier stock? And yep. what would those be like? So you would have the more corrupted Trolloc-like Ogier that are the masses, and then every once in a while you have this sort of elevated Ogier. Yeah. So I could never find this, but it's like, they're, you know, Trollocs are tribal, you know, they do have information about Trollocs in the Big White Book of Bad Art that you don't get otherwise. Um, but it doesn't specify, like, you know, what makes up the tribes or, you know, what's involved with that. So is it like, um, does what type of animal you are depend upon what tribe you're into? Or is it like, you know, mixed and it just happens to be, you know, family lines? Or I've always kind of wondered that. Mm. And then, you know, yeah. As far as I can tell, I think it's mixed. Yeah. You definitely have different trollics of different kinds in the same band. Um, the analogy I'd make there is if you plant an apple tree from a seed, you never know exactly what kind of flavor of apple you're going to get because okay. the genetics are all mixed up, right? Even, even if you, you know, that's why we have to graft apples instead of right. planting them from seeds. Um, and so same thing where like, no matter what kind of trollic you have, you never know what mix of genetics you're going to get. You might get a, a beak, you might get a, you know, pig horn, right? I don't, I, right. for some reason, I want to say like the genetics are so messed up that like all the trollocs have all the genetics in them. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, they are pretty okay. crazy. So and that's uh, why you get the occasional throwback to the murdral. Right. So if the, like, what what are the, like, the Ogier trollocs doing then? I mean, we, we've got, like, are they all like Shadow Haran and they just very rarely appear or are they doing something else in the blight? Hmm. Huh. I would think that they're probably, like, they do their own thing, because I'm guessing they would have, like, a sense of superiority over the other Trollocs. I'm assuming that if they're Blight Ogier, they would think of themselves as utterly separate. And I was wondering if, you know, it would make sense, considering Agenor being how he was, that he would definitely have wanted Ogier to be able to take DNA from, with his... Um, experimentation to make the Trollocs. So I was wondering if he got DNA from Ogier specifically for size, to make the size of the Trollocs. Um, mm. But if Light Ogier are separate, if they're not engineered in any way or mixed you know, with Trolloc, if they're pure Ogier stock, but they're just blighted by the taint, then I'm guessing that they would keep themselves separate out of a sense of superiority because if they're tainted you know, physically tainted in all those ways, then they're going to be tainted in personality as well. So they're going to be, you know, arrogant and shitheaded and all of the things that Ogier are not. Right. So Here's something quite fun that's just occurred to me. So Ogier love to read. You know, reading is, is a big passion, particularly, you know, people like Loyal. Um, mm-hmm. Do blight Ogiers read? And I'm hoping yes, because then we have teachers for Merdral high schools. So Merdral, <laughs> you know, read and write and shit like that. Like, is this, uh, this is where I'm going with this. Is this fitting? What do we think? 
And they, they, we do say Marge will have human intelligence, um, and if they're cunning, if nothing else. Um, and they are educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always wondered how that is, and wondered, like, how long does it take for a Myrtle to reach full maturation? Who raises them? Because if the Trollocs are all terrified of them, I'm assuming when a Trolloc parent gives birth to a Myrtle, they're like, ew, oh shit, we got one of these. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if they just pass them off to the other Myrtle, um, or what exactly um uh, i imagine a murder all death involves killing the mother for some reason i don't know if that always occurred to me although you know like they're all supposed to be exactly the same how is that possible unless they are not i never really got how they can be birthed and all turn out exactly identical it seems like they should yeah. be you know and and, and that's where like hmm, i want to say that moraine was wrong i wanted to say that like she's like oh yeah they're this throwback stock and i'm like why do you know that? Why would you know that? You would have no idea. They come out of the borderlands. You know, you think you know what, what you're talking about, but that could just be White Tower lies because, you know, the Black Ajah clearly messed with them. So clearly, I don't think Mardral are throwbacks, right? And born. So. Creamy this, trollocs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that freshie in the chat. That is hilarious. That's fucking great. <laughs> that <is Yeah>. great. <laughs> so for anyone listening who hasn't worked out, this is, um, although Seth and Morgan and I are on a, a Zoom call to, to actually record the stuff for the, uh, the podcast, uh, we're streaming it into the live recording channel in my Discord server. And uh, we've got a few people listening to us and actually watching us as well because Seth is streaming the video so people can see me in a car with a random light. Um <laughs> yeah, and in the chat we've got Murdral uh, Premi Trollocs from Freshie, and that's just hilarious. I love it. <laughs> so we're done baking it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> the, the the rest of the baby Trollocs just come out Premi and die, and the Murdral make it, or what do you reckon? <laughs> we're on a side like, tangent here, but I like it. So, uh, uh, how about the Murdral are um, like the pupae? Pupae. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like the trollic bursts out from inside of them, like later on, like and if they if they don't, um, if not born, it happens in the womb. I don't know. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Tell me out here, Morgan. Master yeah. of the deck says trollic caterpillars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, if Murdral are all male, and their percentage is such that you would think that Murdral are probably, if they are throwbacks, if they are the spawn of trollics, then they are the spawn that would be the ones. Uh, that would be born with the spark to channel. And if they're male, then they would be born with the spark to channel cytine, which would make them doubly tainted. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they're extra and specially nasty, or as Shellerific says, the world's ugliest butterflies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not getting Heimlich, you know, from Bugs Life, Caterpillar, I'm a beautiful butterfly vibes. No, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we also had another good question from Master of Deck, and she asked, because channeling doesn't work in regular setting, can channeling work in a blight setting? Like, is, is the taint allowing that to happen, or is it still the case if you can't channel inside them? Only true... Hmm. I wouldn't think so. No, but true power. Yeah, the true, power, true power would work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Master of the Deck does bring up a good point. Murdrals are always male, and do occur at the same rate as people born with the spark in the general population. I think mm-hmm. you're talking about that. But like, 
we, we're going weird and wacky here, so don't worry. And as Zul said, like, we're going weird and wacky. So, yeah. What, yeah, what if, what if somehow a troll, uh, uh, a Murdoch was just, yes, based on the male population, but you needed a trollic body to sort of infuse the, the spirit into, right? Because somehow the natural birth wouldn't work. And so somehow the trollic is the body of the ogier, or sorry, the Murdral is the body of the ogier. But the spirit is a male channeler infused into that body. And so a fade is the fusion of a corrupted blight ogier and a male channeler. I like this. This 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 fits me. I, I think that's... <clears throat> we know the Dark One can fuse two souls together. We've seen him do that. We know that's how he creates a lot of his nasty things. So why not take take an ogier? But, and, and this is even how they could be corrupted. Take an Ogier, take him to Shale Ghoul. We know all sorts of crazy things can be done there. Take one of the male channelers that you're like, what the hell are we doing with those? And just <laughs> smash those two together. And what you end up with is a male channeler soul in the body of a Trollic that's been sort of, mer- you know, and that, and, but the, the mold looks exactly the same as all the other ones. And okay. So we're, we're getting the, the magical skills of, you know, shadow traveling and uh, be without eyes and, and all the all the crazy things that Merdral can do. And then we, we get that from the channeling side of things. Um, and then we right. get their ability to have, you know, a decent level of intelligence and read and write and things like that mm-hmm. from the Ogier's, you know, natural, just, lean, you know, the way they lean towards books and learning and stuff like that. So, I, I yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um so why a male channeler? Because uh, Merdral are doubly tainted. Um, so we just thought that fit really well. Oh, Master of the Deck, wow. <laughs> Don't forget about these. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Ladies and gents, I believe we've arrived at the, um, the monster fucking segment of the uh, podcast. <laughs> Thanks to Master of the Deck. <laughs> Oh God! No, this 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 is fun. Okay, so so we're just changing canon now. So, yeah, we <laughs> are. We are. We are. Uh, well, and, and and speaking of monster fucking, um, the most the reason why Murdral loved rape is, of course, because or Ogier loved to heal. And what's the op- you know the worst damage you can do to somebody, both emotionally and and such, right? Okay, that makes sense. Um, so. I think that with the Ogier, like, maybe the Murdral, because they are so, like, because the Trollocs are terrified of them, and because if a Trolloc gives birth to a Murdral baby, the parents aren't going to want it, maybe they deliver it to the Blighted Steading, and they're like, you, the Blight Ogier raised the Murdral babies. Okay. And then they educate them and teach them how to read and write, and they learn the ogre script and that's how they knew how to get them through the ways yep that okay. fits okay so is Zul going to be happier with that because Zul's not enjoying our <laughs> theory here <laughs> Zul's Zul, Zul, like no RJ said this no RJ said I love it <laughs> so we have um, like blight ogre as school teachers type situation is what we've gone back to well yeah because you've got to figure I've always wondered like you know even if even if Murgrel or Trollocs g- grow into adulthood pretty quickly, if even if it takes them only like a year or something to reach full adulthood, um, you've got to 
have somebody raise them or take care of them something to get them to be verbal and i mean i know the dark one can you know infuse something into them or even stuff a soul into a murder body or something like that but you know i feel like if you were going to go with a more you know i since trollocs can reproduce naturally and they can have live birth and stuff like that um and they the female frolics basically stay cloistered and are constantly pregnant and stuff like that mm -hmm. you would think if that's that basically natural and stuff like that then presumably it's going to take a while for trollocs or margul to reach full maturation and at that point they're going to have to learn to speak learn to do shit for themselves just the way other living things do so it makes sense that they would get passed off to someone who could deal with them um, because the Trollocs are not going to want the murderal babies. This is true. You know, I'm just, I'm picturing a classroom with <laughs> a really annoyed substitute Ogier at the front of the classroom and a bunch of rambunctious teenage Trollocs like messing with each other in the back. And it's like, you know, Garth, stop gnawing on cow, or else I'm gonna throw it, send you both to detention. You know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of... in, in detention, you have to write nice letters about the other murderer in the classroom, <laughs> as opposed to be mean to them. You know, and the murderer always sits in the front row and is the teacher's pet, and like turns around and looks at the Trollocs, like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh God, so, yeah, no, Ogier, corrupted Ogier High. Just absolutely, <laughs> I want. Yeah. I want a sitcom. I want a sitcom. Absolutely, yeah. like <laughs> just just the things you could do with the lunchroom alone. Oh, oh man! Oh, God. Well, we we had. Did you uh, get a head in yours? <laughs> <laughs> I only got an eyeball. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, tra I'll trade you a thumb for a toe. That's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> We're getting hands again. We had yeah. that last week. <laughs> yeah. Why are you not chopping? Well, chop them all up. Why are you just giving us the hands? What is this? Are, they, are you only getting maidens of the sphere? Is that why we're getting only hands? You know. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we had a fun. Connect you, you know the problem with eating saldans? You eat them now, and just in half an hour, you're hungry again. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We we had a, a fun question raised about matching shin and how it feels about Blito gear, and I'm I'm going to take this a step further and say that Machin Shin is... So, Ogier maintained the ways they could grow new waygates, things like that. I'm going to say that Blight Ogier hopped in and just fucked up the ways and somehow birthed Machin Shin. Like, what do we think about that? So you're saying that... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Oh, so, okay. Um, since Ogier do, like, song, use song to, like, call things forth, what if Blight Ogier used song to call the black wind forth or the black wind is like a song that they sung and then let loose that'd be cool yeah now i feel we're falling into the realm of summoning here but i'm down with that that's fine oh um, but here, here's my justification fire in the ways right that whole story is about how the ogier go into the ways and learn how they discover their singing can drive off uh machine shit oh right and that, combined with the power of the male channelers in the clan's source, allows them to protect themselves from Machin Shin. So let's invert that. That absolutely makes sense. What did, what did the Blight Ogier do? They go there with corrupted male channelers who are channeling corrupted Sidar. 
Sidine. 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 I don't know why I still can't keep that straight. You'd think after all these years. <sighs> that, that's why you Never. set up a spoilers podcast. So that is exactly. Like, yeah. You didn't mess anything up, you know. <laughs> and then, um, so they're channeling uh, Corrupted Sidine and um, <clears throat> combined with Corrupted Ogier singing, well, they create this living thing with the singing that's made from the taint on one power. Mm. And that's what ends up, and they do that repeatedly over and over again, and that's why over time the ways got dark and flooded, and eventually it gained sentience and became its own living thing. That's just that's... just just like a male channeler slowly becoming mad and being corrupted by the uh, the more he channels, they, because the ways are a living thing. They basically tainted the ways in the same way that male channelers are tainted by channeling one power, and that was the origin of Mashin Shin. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Because there's no canonical um, origin story for Machin Shin. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So this, I I love this. I I feel like we've stumbled on some solid gold here, to be honest. Which I was I not expecting. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting complete bullshit for. <laughs> <laughs> not, with, not with the two of us. Uh, <laughs> I should have made it possible. Because you sent me this, and I'm like, that sounds like total bullshit. And then I was like, finally able to like come up with some stuff. So I'm proud. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the corrupt, the corrupted singing, the creation. You're asking what are they doing? Well, they, they created Machine Shin. It took them generations mm-hmm. uh, of of repeated work of going in there repeatedly with with corrupted Aiel uh, channelers, um, you know, uh, and uniting uh, in the ways. And then since they can access it from any point, you know, it just well, slowly spread out. Especially yeah. because it's sort of like once the blight swallowed some of some more of the studying studying that actually had had way gates grown right that makes sense because then they're sort of like well this is our house now so we're gonna make use of it and you know we want to feel comfortable here so we're gonna you know we're gonna pump some music in and we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) repaint the walls yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) some decor some mood lighting and yeah a couple of few of these walkways. Yeah, a little it's texture. Like, you, you go on holiday, you come back, and you just find like squatters have moved into your house and redecorated while they were at it, sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, love and salt lamps. <laughs> it, it's how I lost my last car. I left it parked somewhere, and then when we found it again, it had been repainted. The wiring had been torn out. And, oh, uh, shit. It had been, yeah, no, it was. No, but I will say insurance payout. Nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah who's who's getting the insurance payout for the ways i don't think anybody is you know <laughs> uh, i don't think any, no one took any insurance out on it <laughs> no so no. i love this because um uh, this really the dark one plays a long game you know mm-hmm. I mean, you know it's all about you know short term it, it looks like they're doing nothing or you know they're just a bit of uh deception and then suddenly you're like oh shit this was planned like a thousand years ago or something this really you know, it fits in for them using the ways in the last battle and such, you know, if they just sort of set them up for them to work as opposed to, you know, the, the regular O'Gear and people using them and they're looking lush and green and fabulous and instead just be like, right, we'll make them, you know, tainted and the dark ones, pre- you know, area. And then when the last battle comes, we'll just take over a basement in Camelin and, you know, burn the city down sort of thing. I, right. I, I think it, I think it really works. 
it's also something that uh, Shamael can set up in his, you know, periodic visits. And, like, he doesn't have to be actively monitoring it. He can say, like, okay, here's here's the, the weave that I know because I'm smart and I'm from the Age of Legends. And you guys just keep doing that over and over again. Yeah, I like yeah. it. So well, he's I'm gone for the next <laughs> thousand years. He's, he's like the foreman on the building site. Like, come on, why have you not, like, laid the foundations yet? Come on, I gave you the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be on show- this part of yeah. the construction here. Get the chippies near. Where's the paintings? Come on. You know. Only shows up once every thousand years to bitch you out for not getting enough work done. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty typical. I hate that manager. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And finally, I finally, it's like, oh, this isn't getting done fast enough. I got to do it myself. Steps in, wrecks everything. Uh. <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical manager. Absolutely typical. Absolutely typical. Yep. I love this. I'm also enjoying chat because they're now on some kind of um you know next podcast episode insurance apologies in the age of legends <laughs> and talking about oh. ran ran's death being insurance fraud geico even an aiel can do it so, you know, like... <laughs> why do murderal work alone because there's no i in team <laughs> oh. <laughs> i mean uh, how, how do you get able to drive around show car and joe wings without worrying about crashing them right there's got to be some sort of insurance policy on those right like yes they're expensive yeah. yeah, I imagine. I think that's a Tam joke for you right there, Rob. <laughs> that is a Tam joke. Yeah, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I will save that for when the episode comes out and be like, "Hey, listen, you know, inspired by this <laughs> podcast recording." So if I, I'll hopefully I'll, I'll I'll write it down when I listen back in the recording. Mm-hmm. It is twenty to two in the morning. I'm not going to. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding my own microphone rather than being on a stand, and I'm holding a light so people can see me on video. So I don't have a spare hand to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Rob, every- this, is the, this is the most hilarious just situation. You're like, okay, I need to be out in the middle of a field to record <laughs> something. Like, I keep expecting, like, you, this is all a setup just so you can jump scare us at some point. <laughs> like, you've done it before. I have. I have done it on calls before. That is, this yeah, is yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the lookout. I know, I see you. I know your tricks. Yeah, if, if uh, I suddenly disappear and it goes very quiet in the video, like, <laughs> So I'm in the middle of like, the yeah, by the way, um, there may be a blight oak ear in your area. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, quite possible. I was fighting brambles today, so uh, you know that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, the, the blight, you know, the blight sensed you were damaging it, and it called for its gardeners. It did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Freshie! I'm waiting for his mom to knock on his window and ask if he wants some snacks. She's asleep in the, t- in the tent. <laughs> Okay, Blight Gear. So we we have um, <laughs> we have school. We have. I'm sure I saw something about you know one of the other merger or, or someone being like, Miss Mike the Murderer learned how to control Trollocs. He's making them break dance. So we we've got Blight Gear high and uh, all the chaos. <laughs> we've got Blight Gear destroying the the ways and corrupting them with you know shitty manager Ishmael. Um, creating much and shin. Trading much and shin. Like what else? What else are they good for? Um, and don't say absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else can they do? I'm going to look through the rest of our list here. Sorry if I disappear on video. Um, let's see, Sung Wood is okay. what I'd like to go into. What is the corrupted Sung Wood? Right, because if you can, if singing wood in on the good side is basically taking a living tree and 
creating a living weapon out of it. Mm-hmm. Or a living anything, like a living bed, right? That's the whole thing, is the, the bed. So... So what? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, what what would be the evil version of that? Would that be like I can take uh, like living wood and corrupt it and cause it to decay? So so here's what I'm imagining is basically like Ogier going up to a gate and being like a wooden gate and basically singing it into ash or something like that into dust. What if you could sing anything organic? So what if they could like melt your face with song? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So basically they cause decay, corruption, and aging on anything organic. Okay. Right so do they sing like hardcore metal? Do they have that like real deep voice? Yes. I love this skater. Do they potentially <laughs> sing death metal? Um, Absolutely. You know. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> this... No, I imagine that it's like using percussion instruments and like Ran's very much flute and string, and like mm-hmm. the, these would be like percussion and like just like harsh, harsh, harsh instruments. Yeah, something really like Slipknot, but super, super annoying. Right, so, right, right. Like where Slipknot's just annoying, so it's like, yeah, yeah, and super low. You wouldn't like be able to hear most of it because it would be like below the pitch of human hearing. Mm-hmm. So like that, that sort of. Uh, brown note idea I'm not sure uh, that's right. so right. it's like what a sneak attack like... you wouldn't even know they're doing it because mm-hmm. you couldn't you'd, hear you'd, it going yeah you'd be like more disturbed than anything else and then you'd sort of hear these low bassy tones but by then it's too late yeah this is this is true and this you're already dead this really sits because um now i'm thinking about the Aes Sedai that's are really really good at healing and suddenly they you know reveal themselves as black Aja, and it's like it's amazing how many tricks to heal the heart can just be slightly adapted and they'll stop the heart or cause pain here or something there. So, yeah, Ogier using the, the singing in that way, that really, I like that. That really fits in. Or they can cause the growth of tumors, like an instant tumor growth all over your body. Oh. Like, that's another, yeah. Does their singing cause cancer? <laughs> Is that what we're saying now? That sounds like, yeah. That's hey, they right. can grow things. They can grow they whatever they want. Cancer. Oh, my God. They grow cancer. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is dark. Radioactive singing master of the mm-hmm. deck says, and Dan says, that's fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah, that is Yeah, dark. that's what we're going with. These we're are dark Ogier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now I'm just imagining Ogier as, so if we're talking about like Ashaman are really good analogies for like machine guns in World War One and Two and, and mm-hmm. Vietnam and stuff like that. Um, and then amping that up to radioactive Ogier is like an atomic bomb that you have like a circle of Ogier who just create a radius of devastation and destruction in all directions. Um, have, we, have we just stumbled onto or the... Or mustard the, gas? Oh, yeah. The dark mustard ones, gas, that works pretty well. True, yeah. Have, have we stumbled onto the Dark Ones WMDs right here? Is right. that what this is, that's, basically? That's what it was, yeah. That's why we didn't see him. He held him in reserve. <laughs> too long. Too long, apparently. Yeah, too long, too long, too long. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, he was going to command them to go out, but Rand distracted him at the crucial moment. That's That was actually the, the key. By not deploying the Blighted Ogier, um, Rand saved the world by distracting the Dark One. Okay, well, so... Maybe... Sorry, go, go Morgan. Oh, I was going to say, maybe they didn't make it to the last battle. Maybe they were so blighted that they ended up becoming sterile or something, mm. and so they died out before the last battle came. That is very possible. Uh, Master yeah, saying, Half-Life? Yeah. Does the dark... Oh, that fits in with them being nuclear. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, 
Okay, so uh, let's say they made it to the last battle. How do you defeat them, short of something like Balefire? Like, you know, what's what's there? Do we have to send the Ogier? Is that why the Ogier needed to be at the last battle, in case these Blight Ogier were sent? And then, you know, you, you're cancelling each other out type situation? Are we talking Void Light, Anti-Void Light? Or is that? No. <laughs> Spoilers for another. That's a different series. Um, but yeah, no, the way that I, uh, you have, you can have um, sound-canceling headphones. Sound canceling Ogier. <laughs> Sound canceling. What what would they sing, Morgan, to cancel out the death metal? <laughs> oh god, probably something really shitty that like we wouldn't want to hear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting I don't know, I mean <laughs> I'm probably going to upset people saying this, but like K-pop or something like that, you know? Hey, <laughs> really happy K- and upbeat. K-pop is not shitty. Um, no, 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 but like, <laughs> I want to say it's like it's uber upbeat and, you know, perky music and that, but uh, I'm just seeing <laughs> Loyal. <laughs> what was his teacher's called? Master, uh, Master Hammond? Um, is, is that? Yeah. Yeah, I just see the two of them doing like a K-pop routine now. <laughs> oh. It's all early Justin Justin Bieber. Okay, it's Japanese with, with, baby metal with support from Aerith and uh, the, his mother on either side. Yep, <laughs> I like this. Oh god! All right, so to, on a slightly more serious note, um, slightly not not too much. I'm curious, what would happen to Blight Ogier if the Book of Translation was opened and they were and all the setting and all the Ogier were taken back to wherever, or would they be taken back? Is that why the Ogier can't not fight the Dark One? Because if they don't defeat the Dark One, opening the Book of Translation will bring corrupted Ogier back and destroy their world too. What's your first thoughts, Morgan? You know, I don't know. I'm going to confess, I've never really understood the whole Book of Translation thing, partly because it just never got super explained. And it's, it's one of the downsides to introducing something like that so late in the series. Um... But, yeah, I don't know. I would think that because they were so corrupted that they wouldn't be able to make it through. I would feel like, kind of like, uh, Timber. <laughs> that fits with Blight against Timber. You know, kind of like how Trollocs can't go through gateways. Maybe Blight Ogier can't go through the book of, tra- can't, you know, can't do whatever the the traveling is through the book of translation because they just are too tainted and they couldn't make the journey. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, that's very possible. Uh, they've, they've lost their connection to, you know, the Ogier mothership or something, I suppose. Uh, because, like, <laughs> wherever they go to, could they even survive there? Don't they require the corruption to survive? Um, oh. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is so my my theory here is that when the book of translation is open, that the setting are translated from wherever they exist in our world back to their world, right? Okay. Um, so translation being a mathematical term for translating from one place to another, not like verbal translation mm-hmm. of language. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if the blight has been this sort of little pocket of corruption that's been distilling it down. I could imagine it maybe spreading out into the new place and and providing them with like some sustenance, but maybe it would fade over time. That's that's an interesting question. That but is, yeah. yeah, no, but we don't. You're right. We don't know enough about like where they're going. We kind of assume it's just another world where everything's a setting. Yeah. That's my assumption anyway. 
I kind of always assume that basically standing are pockets of our world that it, that were in sort of in big bubbles, sort of like bubbles of evil that translated between one universe and the other. Yeah, that that yeah that that okay. that's kind of fits with what I always thought of them as. But uh, yeah, whether they would make it across, um, or as Chad is saying, just sort of die in the process, or um, yeah, it's that's a tricky one. That one's. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Morgan and say they don't make it across. I would say they they lost too much of you know the OG Ogin. They don't make it. Yeah, yeah Ogin and they don't make it across. Um, in which case they just kind of die out, don't they? Um, so do they just? I suppose yeah. If we've cleared the corruption, um, one wonders if there's a way to clean them of the corruption and restore them to not terrible Ogier. This sounds like a. I guess it depends on exactly how we say they're made, but yeah, sounds like a job for naive, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> there's your project for the next six hundred years. It um, does, yeah. Like an antivirus for the code in translation. Yeah, I would think that if they were, <laughs> if they're born, I would think that they couldn't be cured of it. Much the same way, like you know, Trollocs and Murgles, since they're mm-hmm. born. There's nothing to be done for them. Um, yeah. Um, oh, so we've talked about a couple of different ways of making these corrupted Trollocs. What about the Circle of Thirteen way of corrupting them? I mean, Co- I know it says Ogier. you have to be a channeler. Can it? Yeah. Can you even channel through an Ogier? I would think that... I'm wondering if channeling out an Ogier might be like channeling into Matt's medallion or channeling into Steading mm. or something... No. Yeah, I mean that I, doesn't seem to be. I mean, I feel like that they they would make it. They would notice if like weaves disappeared yeah, on Ogier. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's just never mentioned because nobody ever attacks them or channels at them. Um, but yeah, I suppose that that's reasonable. Oh, you're going wow. somewhere with that though. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I um. If you so if you you can turn someone by channeling into thirteen Murdral, if you can channel into an Ogier, what happens to the other person? Like, I don't know. That's that's a that sounds like a question where RJ would turn around and be like, "Get a life and a dog." Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you open a you know a, a gateway to behind yourself and then bail find yourself? But like, get a get a life and a dog. Um, that definitely sounds like that sort of a question. So. <laughs> We, we've had an, an interesting question put into chat that um, I don't think we considered. If you forced an uncorrupted Ogier into a blight setting, you know, what would happen? W- would it go into the setting? What would happen to the Ogier is my sort of follow-up to that. Um, uh, I think it would get sick. Yeah, it wouldn't like it. But I, I imagine it's more like they would have to be experiencing the longing and then reconnect, sort of like break the connection to the the steading and reconnect to the corrupted one if that makes sense yeah. and slowly they become corrupted by taking in whatever that is so like i guess if you kept them in there long enough they would eventually connect with that setting and eventually you know but it would take a long time in my opinion yeah i think so um and then i think if you put a blight ogre into a regular setting they would probably die yes yeah i i, I agree with that statement because i think the blight the the regular setting would like purify them with corruption, and that would leave them Empty. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Can you so the ogier that's had to connect to a blight setting? That seems like an ogier you could save, um, and sort of 
detaint or decorrupt. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that it would probably get sick if you went in there. It might eventually be totally tainted. I think it might kill it as well, depending on how like strong it was. But yeah, I think sure. that if you got rid of, you know, if you pulled it out, it would eventually probably recover. It might not recover fully. Um, it might always have some kind of lasting, you know, be weak or just yeah, a shell of what it was in some way, but it would probably recover at least somewhat. Yeah, I mean, this now I'm thinking about the old gear that went into the ways and then came out with no, um, no sense of itself or no soul. Um, mm -hmm. A similar sort of situation that perhaps. Yeah, it, it depends a lot on the process of what we're talking about, right? Because it does. Um, you know, if you're if we're talking about Ogier that are born that way, probably not. Ogier that are, their soul is eaten up by the blackness behind their eyes, right? Mm -hmm. The turning, like, we don't think that can happen because they're not channelers, but that's not reversible, right? They're dead. Um, but then, channelers tainted by the Dark One's taint, that is reversible. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. you know, right? And so, is this basically, is this sort of taking Ogier and adding a taint on top of it that you can peel off? Or is this creating something different and unique that is fundamentally flawed from its initial construction, right? Or like even even like a Matt. Matt, he has the corruption of Shadow Logan peeled off of them, right? So we have multiple instances of corruption and blight being peeled back from characters if they exist before the corruption. Yeah. Yeah, so th by that logic, it would fit that you could save the Ogier, but like as we said previously, not the, the four blights ones that are born there, for example, so... <laughs> I did not expect to be thinking so deeply yeah. on this topic. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm sitting there like, wow, I'm having some really introspective, you know, metaphysic thoughts now, and this is not what I expected um, <laughs> on this topic of a podcast. Um, <laughs> I love it. Oh, some of the chat comments are just hilarious what they're thinking about. I love it. Uh, right, let's make sure we haven't missed anything in the notes. Do we just... Here's one. What happens to the Ogier passion for carving stone? Or at least the skill for it, if not the passion. Carving flesh? Uh, Destruction. Yeah. You know, entropy? I don't know. Carv carving flesh is, I think, maybe a bit too much even for a Blight Ogier. Um, mm. What if there's a secret Blight castle? Maybe they created the town, so what they do is they're just half-assed about it. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of amazing builders you've got cowboy builders or something of that yeah name. basically like they just take some pallets and like bang it all together and it looks really thrashed but yeah i'm guessing that they probably want to just tear apart and destroy so they're like they turn into wrecking balls rather than construction mm. workers Right. Although the, we have to know, there's got to be so much more structure in the blight because there's so there's got to be a place for the Trollocs to breed and live. And um, Ishmael's dream palace is based on his real palace in the real world that must exist somewhere. Right. Like there's some there's a lot going on in the blight that we are not shown. It is a big place, and the town is a small place. And so, yeah, I think it's entirely possible that you have, you know, a city of Ogier. The, uh, an Ogier, Blight Ogier seat city built for the Forsaken. 
Yeah, but it's, instead of being beautiful stone um, that sort of blends together in, you know, flowing waves or um, anything of that sort of nature, it's going to be very, it's, very harsh. It's going to be jagged. It's going to be, you know, like we just smashed up all, you know, smashed up half a mountain and then just threw it together using, you know, the blood and just crap of you know bodies we kidnap from the 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 borderlands to like use as mortar between the bricks and stuff right uh, right we ground up the bones for the calcium to make the the uh concrete that is holding the whole thing together yeah yeah that's what i think right like totally it's, it's it, the the black stone was hauled by slaves from its location to the the, the, and the then, palace and then yeah. buried the slaves in with it as well because, exactly yeah. totally totally yeah, it's it's definitely a graveyard, uh, not just a palace. I mean, maybe that's where they specialize in graveyards, yeah. as opposed to you know buildings and stuff. <laughs> Morgan, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I think that there's that much like constructed area in the blight. Um, and I don't. I think that Ishamiel. I'm wondering if he basically like spent most of his time inside Teleron Riyadh. Um, I don't know where he was staying in the real world, but it didn't seem like he had a place um, to hang out the way other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I do canonically, I head canon that Shamael never escaped into the real world. He only yeah. ever existed in the dream world. Um, there's but... the, every physical appearance he in the first three books you can write it off as him either being in somebody's dream or in Teleron Riyadh. Yeah, yeah, the only time he seemed to come out is like oh shit, um at the very end of the Dragon Reborn, um, when Rand was able to kill him, but uh yeah, I feel like I've wondered about it seems like the weather seems pretty steady um it you never get an impression that they're particularly concerned about shelter like some of them have blankets some of them sleep in holes in the ground but i've always kind of wondered do they just like live kind of out in the open um you know so it's like they cook and stuff but they uh don't seem like they actually want to have like houses or towns uh, yeah, I don't know. No, that, that's fair. Uh, uh, do the gear control that nasty weather that's in the Blight? Making it um, just be so consistent, hot and sticky until you get to the bore? Or is that just uh, a byproduct of the Blight, do we think? I don't know. Um, do you think that RJ wrote the Blight as being horrible and humid because it's terrible in the summer, like in the south? Or, um... or in Vietnam? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, an evil jungle trying to kill you that's hot and humid kind of describes Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah, that really does describe Vietnam. (laughs) Every disorder I've ever heard of it fits with that, so... Aren't I a dumbass that everybody to me? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't think about that at all either. I, um, but as soon as that was pointed out, you're like, oh yeah, that kind of fits with every way you see Vietnam described. But I love Uh-oh. the... Uh, <laughs> We're getting a, um, a discussion Skeeter-ish. about this. What is this? In the Great Blight, there is a huge fortress, which was the headquarters of Ishmael Moradin. It is mentioned to be in the northeastern Blight, so presumably north of Shara or the Waste. 
is completed with advanced stonework, uh, stonework, and there is a slave community outside of it used to build and maintain the fortress and also to cultivate the camps around to provide food. Oh. Ah. I would like to see a reference to that. Yep, uh, yep, there we go. Evidence <sighs> for Blito gear. Yep. We, we're accidentally falling on some un, previously unknown canon. Um, yeah, we may... The, I, I hate it when wacky theories turn out to be a little too true. Yeah. For our own good. Uh, like, there's a lot of vegetation in the blight. This is this is true, apparently. Uh, I mean... See, I, was, okay. I was pretty sure that Moradin had, had a, a, a palace. I was yeah. fairly certain I'd read that somewhere. So they've built the palace. They Do they run the palace? Are they like his level of servants, perhaps? Mm. Maybe they... they're running the Trollic breeding grounds. Well, of course, that gets back to the teaching, but... That that would fit in with the teaching a bit, yeah. Do they yep. manage the a, the bloodlines as well, so to speak? Do they keep mm-hmm. records? I mean, maybe not like physical records, but maybe mental records. They live for quite a while. Um, I don't think their age is going to be reduced because they're Blytogia. Because, like, Trollocs are afraid of Murdral, but Murdral aren't exactly, and they're clever, but they're not exactly management material, right? They're not exactly, let's form it, let's, let's get weapons made, and everyone has, you know, let's make sure that everybody has food, and everyone, you know, like, like Murdral just don't seem like the kind to really get into logistics. Yeah, but, they're, they're, the, they're the captains on the field type situations. Right. You know, the, the camp organizer and... Things of that nature. Yeah, they 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 are they Aram are in in the in the field and they're not um they're not parent. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, they're not parent, they're not running the camp or um mm. I forget who ends up running the camp for him, apart from Linny. Um Dreadlord <laughs> 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 um, management, yes, you are right, yeah. so Dreadlord management. Um I like it. Because like yeah, because Murdral are going to disagree and fight, and they're going to yeah. There's all sorts of things that the, the Blight Ogier need: the higher intelligence, um, the patience, and the evilness, you know, and also the skill. Like you don't want to be afraid of a Murdral. Who's not going to be afraid of a Murdral? Blight Ogier, right? Like that's about the only thing that, that I could think they can take on in a Murdral. Oh, is, is that most likely win? Yeah, that's how they keep them in line. They like if you don't do as we tell you, we're just going to sing you into one festering just collection of cancer cells and just mm-hmm. we'll sing yeah. you and melt you some eyes yeah that's hardcore mm-hmm. all right i love it is is there anything else we want to cover or are we getting too serious um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh i was trying to think we can get, do it any more funny light oh gears and a tuscan raiders of radland <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, okay, let's make Tusky Raiders a bit taller. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, what what weapons are they using? Let's let's talk about that. We we had a little bit about the sun woods, but uh that's not quite how we went on the end of it, but like regular oh, sure. we use yeah. axes and um, you know, giant shearing prunes the size of, you know, people type thing. Are the Ogi the Blight Ogi using the same weapons? Are they using different weapons? What do we think? Well, the regular Ogier are using the day-to-day tools that they use turned into weapons, right? Like putting a long handle on your axe, taking apart your shears and having them as two knives, right? Like that's where Ogier tend to get their weapons. So if we're trying to think about what sort of tools would these Blight Ogier have and how would they, they turn swords. those into weapons? Could just do swords, yeah. 
yeah. straight up weapons and not be tools at all. And and then that would really fit with the dichotomy of the sword versus the sorry, the axe versus the hammer, right? Yeah. And and it also fits in with the that uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. Ogier loved to write and create, and Blightogear destroy. Uh, you know mm. which is stronger, the the pen or the sword? So mm. yeah, destroy. But they have giant executioner swords or claymores. There's just something really big. You know, swords as tall as you know a human. Here we go, Mace. Uh, yeah, new one for the show, Rafe. Put in some great swords like uh, Game of Thrones. But do it very subtly, put them in with the O gear so they're regular sized and uh still some fans. There we go. <laughs> Blight O gear are like evil Chewbacca's. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> we just try to make Wheel of Time Star Wars now, aren't we? So <laughs> Do they have so... a different language? There we go. Now mm-hmm. now that's making me think that they have some kind of different language. <laughs> I think they still speak the common tongue. Um Sure, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they... sorry. Could, could we? I was gonna say, could we go with Trek? Maybe they're they're uh, they're Klingons. I mean, Ogier have their own language, but I would think that Blight Ogier might have lost theirs. But no, they couldn't have lost theirs if they were going to teach the Murderal at you know Blight Ogier High School how to read Ogier's script. Yeah, um, and they have to be able to talk Trolloc as well because Trollocs have yeah. very very basic language as well. So. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important. They're smart. They have to speak, speak to the Trollocs. They have to speak common. They have to speak um, their own tongue. They, you know, like they, there's all sorts of different things they have to learn to do. But by the way, I'm loving the Star I'm I'm really enjoying the the Star Trek inspired chat. In- <laughs> the ogre with the batlas. Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. Shelley's response: Klingons have honor. Blighted ogier would be Norsekans. <laughs> yes, yes, Shelley. That is you've absolutely nailed that. Um, <laughs> that is more accurate comparison. Yeah. That is much more accurate. So, cool. chat. Do you think we've missed anything here apart from trying to link it to other movies and, and TV shows? Um, I'm going to have a quick look for our list. I think we've covered everything that was in there okay. as questions. Wait, one more question. So, can Blido Gears and Trollocs interbreed? Oh, if they yeah. could interbreed, then maybe Murgrel are hybrids of Blido Gear and Trollocs. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, Dan, that's right. Yuck. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, but with, uh, Blido gear goes slumming. I've just seen your, I must have missed this one in that you, I'm not sure. I, I assume this was you, Morgan, to be honest. Yeah, is it Trojir? The Trojir, <laughs> which is the mixing of Trollocs and Ogier. Trojir. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, what if tro- the the whole female Trollocs thing is a myth, and it's actually female Ogier who are the broodmares to produce all the Trollocs because they're the only ones that can survive? Oh, I mean, it's canon there are female Trollocs, but yeah, I'm saying what if? Yes, what if? Okay, ignore yeah. the canon. Suspend okay. your disbelief. Suspending disbelief. Okay. Pretending, yeah. Again, we were lied to about that. We were lied to. Oh, that okay, was a dirty, lying. filthy lie. Yeah, the truth you, is. If you go back in the notes, you can clearly see this. Clearly this see. is like the um, uh, this the is, original intentions of Robert Jordan. Yeah, the original oh. intentions. This okay. this is like who is it? It was going to be someone else, and then he changed it last minute. Um, Taim. Uh, Tamandred. Yeah, Tamandred. Yeah, this is this is yeah. this is Blight and Dread right now. So you know, right. Blight and Dread. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. This it was going to be the big reveal in the last battle, but Sanderson clearly screwed it up. 
And they just had to, <laughs> they had to cover it with that female Trollocs thing. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Samus is um, like, this is too creepy. I can't put this in. Um, mm-hmm. This is, I'm going to have to put an R18 rating on the book, let alone the TV yeah. show. But they just, so, yeah. And, and, and they really just decided that, like, they, they were, you know, Jordan had this whole extensive story about how the Ogier were going to be the source of the Trollocs, and this was going to be this horrific last-minute reveal, uh, and it was going to explain the Book of Translation, and it was going to, um, you know, go into the, the the cleansing of the ways. Like it was, it was heavily planned. It was in the notes. You can read it. It's right there. <laughs> I feel like Morgan's looking at us right now. Are they being serious? Or are they winding me? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, check yeah. the notes. Um. No, check the notes, yeah. <laughs> Does no one read the notes? Gosh. Like, sometimes I feel that way. People tell me stuff, and I'm like, they're like, it's in the notes. And I'm like, really? I, I, I heard someone talk you. about the, um, I was listening to a podcast coverage one. They were like, I need to go read the notes. They must all be digitized. And I'm like, you don't realize how many boxes of pages there are, apparently, mm-hmm. in there that you can go trawling through. So, um, yeah, anyone who trawls through the notes is impressive in my book. But, uh yeah, I feel bad because it's sort of like I have lots of, you know, speculations that I do. And I'm like, you know, there's probably stuff in the notes that's going to totally prove me wrong. But, you know, it's like I like speculating. And so it's like I almost am glad that I don't know that. It would be better just to, like, go back and find out that I'm wrong so I can approach it again. Yeah. I also it. know the way I write notes. I write three, four, five different alternative things for something. I might like speculate on something I never use. Like I never people are like, oh, it's in the notes, therefore it's canon. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's really not. This is um the the Star Trek chat is continuing and Oh is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nog was going to be Surak and Ran killed him. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we we've mixed in movies, we've played with canon, um, we've got Ogier going slumming in Trollocville um, and getting the Trojiers. Um Yeah, I, I feel I've gone through the rest of the uh, the, the, the pre show notes. I think we've covered everything here. Um, yeah, I just have one final question. Okay, what would loyal be like as a corrupted Ogier? If he somehow had the longing, he was out for a long time, hanging out with Rand and company. You know, obviously, he needed to get to a setting. He needed some rest. But no, he had to push it, push it, push it. It's the last battle. Let's stay in the show. The timeline takes longer. It's not two years. It's ten to get to the last battle. And he really starts needing something. And in the course of that, he falls into enemy hands, gets taken to a corrupted blight, becomes corrupted, and Rand has to confront the corrupted, insane version of Loyal. Uh, I mean, he's not going to have pockets full of books, is he? So <laughs> Maybe pockets full of bricks. Um, yeah. Master of the deck thinks he'd have epic radioactive singing ability. Yes, I agree there. Mm-hmm. Level a city with it, yeah. Oh, level a city with it, wow. Yeah, totally. So instead of using I... siege weapons, you use your Blito gear, and it's specifically ones that are good at singing. This, that, that, yeah, that fits. I think he'd stop being quite so nice, and when his human friends are being dicks, he'd finally open his mouth and be like, "You know what? You're kind of an asshole." <laughs> yes, that's he would. What would happen when? And if you don't shut kind... up, I'm gonna bite your face off. Um, you know, <laughs> he's the kind of person who would pay attention to your every little insecurity and put them together in a way who would just throw them in your face and just tear you down from top to bottom and leave you sobbing by the end of it. That's what, that's what Lloyd yeah. would do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd come back and he'd hurt your feelers real, real bad. Yeah. 
Okay, so what one thing has occurred to me at the end here. Now, let's. There's a lot of panic about the longing, but it's the longing is never like described in detail more than oh we just couldn't find the steading and we you know now if we don't you know regularly be you know are in a steading then the longing can kill us what if the longing doesn't kill you what if the longing is being turned into a blight o gear you it's like mm. the, the o gear version of a taint i can't get my lights down now um to uh, o gear version of a taint um corruption and that is where they've come from. And that is why the panic of, you know, you don't stay out longer than, you know, you've got to come back. He's too young and, you know, um, and things like that. Like, what if, yeah, the longing is secretly blightiness. Um. <laughs> and, and the real reason Elder Hama is, with, is tra- helping track him down is he's there to kill him if he gives into it. Ooh. He's there to just, like, take out the corrupted Ogier. Now I'm, now I'm getting Lord of the Rings vibe of, like, cast it into the fire! Exactly. <laughs> And his mother's there, like, no, no, say it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, the, I, the, I, they're the two factions that, like, the, that's why they're constantly arguing. His mother wants to save him, and Elder Hallman's like, but if he's corrupted, we've got to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Aerith is in such a panic all the time. Like, and why they're willing to, like, not even wait a night. Like, they're like, yeah, totally. And then, um, oh, yeah, I like the idea of the, the long. Yeah. slowly so it's like basically going to a steading is like filling up your gas tank right and like if you run out of gas instead of dying you become evil yeah well personally if i don't have enough gas in my tank i become evil yeah um, yeah. yeah this is so what, yeah. what you're saying yeah you get they get hangry is what yeah, you're exactly what yeah. I was yeah. Say. super yeah, hangry super hangry and like yeah this is the, the the longing is just never explained in great detail in terms of you know the end result apart mm. from we die. I mean, if you became a blight ogier, I don't see regular ogier being you know anything more than uh, just being their their thought process being well they're gone. That person's dead now. Yeah, yeah totally. that person is dead. Yeah, they're they're you know you can't save them sort of thing. We uh, feel the same way about the people who are turned in the tower. Yeah, they're dead. And so that, yeah, that, that very much will. And, and a lot of the culture probably would be to kill them, right? That would be, you know, they, they pluck weeds. They will cut, yeah. you know, a Which branch kind of off. Like, yeah. A There's cool very, thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Seth. No, no, no. As you go, you, you go, you're right Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a cool thing about the ogre or what I like about them that he writes them so pragmatic, whether they're sweet and kind and, you know, so, loving and soft and at the same time it's like you know well this this person you know who we loved is corrupted and is no more so yeah we have to prune them and it's just like that cold hard practical understanding of reality that i really appreciate you know which is it to to have something so loving and gentle and wonderful be able to understand that reality at the same time is you know, it's a great contrast, and I, I don't know, I think it's, like, a wonderful type of, like, character or creature, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... It's the gardener ethos, right? Like, yeah. Gar- gardeners care very much for their plants, but if something's diseased, they'll tear it out on repeat and replace, you know, get a different plant. Like, yeah, it's gotta be, because otherwise yeah. it's just gonna kill everything. And is, is this the exactly. reason they didn't use the Book of Translation? Loyal's up there and saying, we need to clear this blight's you know, blighted part of ourselves. Uh, we need to remove this disease. We need to 
you know, finally save these Ogier that have been lost and we've considered dead before our garden can grow properly uh, in our home world type thing. And it truly is the shame of the Ogier that they don't talk about outside. That's mm-hmm. why he's, he's never told anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he one of his arguments that he made in front of the stump was clearly it, these these corrupted Ogier, these blight Ogier, who are raising the generation of Trollocs and expanding the blight and have destroyed the ways, we need to take them down. That is what we need to do as a people. We cannot abandon this reality to our corrupted selves. They have no defenses. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Is anything last you want to add, Morgan? I don't think so. Nope. I think, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening, uh, those who joined us live and those who listened afterwards. Uh, if you want to follow my guests, all of their details will be in the show notes, and I highly recommend it and uh, because it's great, great content. Uh, all spoilers, but if you listen to this, then you're into spoilers anyway, because I do spoilers too. Um, it, it's nice when I invite people on who do spoilers, because we all automatically think, spoilers, yes easy um (laughs) default i've had people on before and then we're 15 20 minutes into the conversation oh can i do spoilers oh fuck yeah you can do spoilers though sorry i probably should have said that (laughs) i'm guesting on a show like next month that they've only been through book four and i'm like oh shit this is gonna be so hard yeah so bad at not spoiling Yeah, definitely. At least, at least with book four, you can be like, okay, that's Shadow Rising. I know, you know, the end of that book has this event, and that that does delineate things. I feel like once you get like Winter's Heart, it's like, oh god, some of the, some of the events in the next book happened before some of the events in the previous book, and then it's like, I don't know what book anything happens in. <laughs> at that point, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much after book four, it just becomes a book to me because it's all merged together i was just like was that book 10 or book six i'm lost you know i can't remember now so <laughs> i'm good through book six do my as well i can know i know what or if you tell me where something happens i can pick out which book it's in in book one through six after that i'm, I'm most, gonna take a guess i'm mostly good until the sanderson books i occasionally am a little muddy in book 10 and 11 but yeah that's I screw up a lot between like whether something's in the towers of midnight or the gathering storm so yeah yeah that that's sometimes yeah. yeah that makes uh, sense and again yeah same thing where the the timelines aren't exactly aligned and so no, it, they do they do mess hard. around yeah. a little bit so yeah cool well uh if you've not listened live and able to be to send us um you know wookie analogies um or star <laughs> trek discussions you can send me feedback uh, malkitalks at gmail.com you can tweet me at Malkiria, where you'll also find the Tam jokes, uh, mostly filled by Seth these days. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we, we split it at this point. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. it's basically split at this point. Um, oh, oh, I have the book. Uh, the Volume 2 book came uh, this weekend before I, I left for Wales. I brought it with me. Oh, nice. Uh, but I'm in such darkness that I can't actually get a decent picture of it um, to, to show you on video. But I will put pictures up of that, so that's fun. Um, so yeah so check those out if you like dad jokes because um, Seth and I and, and a few others we, we put together a, a fun collection um, I won't tell you how much time and effort I put into those because it's more than <laughs> way more than it should be <laughs> sometimes I have to sit there and really make them work and then sometimes they just appear on a podcast episode so um, I, I can mm-hmm. appreciate that Seth it's, it is hard work to make them work sometimes so sometimes because sometimes, the joke is there but you just need to mm, get it right and adapt it to real time right 
yes, you need to adapt it to all the time. And sometimes it just doesn't work at all. Um, no. Sometimes they're great. So um, it's 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 a fun process. But uh, yeah, if you don't like dad jokes and you like to cook or, or do narrations or things like that, you can check me out on YouTube. Now, here talks again. Uh, so please, you know, go over there, like, subscribe. Well, I've got a competition running for the joke book um up until may 8th on my next live stream i'll give away a copy of volume one joke book uh so by the time this comes out you should still have a bit of time to get in there just about like a day um so i'm pretty sure this comes out um either the last weekend in april or the first weekend in may um on a friday so you should have time to get in there so do that uh, just go and uh, subscribe and then comment with your favorite joke on a video this month and uh yeah other than that it's, uh if you want to support the content I do to help me do more joke giveaways and, and uh, you know, all the things that I do because I do a few things apparently, um, you can head over to Patreon and support me there. And uh, lots of benefits up for grabs and, you know, fun sections in Discord and giveaways and Zoom calls and all sorts of different pieces. And if you just want to listen and love the weird, wacky bullshit that uh, I talk with friends about, uh, then just listen and love and enjoy. And uh, Morgan, Seth, thank you for joining me. At, I think it was uh, blast. 2 a.m. in a, a, a very cold, well, not actually too cold uh, compared to last night, but a cold-ish Welsh field. Um, and that's fun to do. Uh, this is a recording on location, I'm going to call it. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, may you always find water and shade. I hope you're feeling Welsh. <laughs>